Hello, friends, and welcome to Pod Return to the Waking Sands. We are a companion podcast, a uh, Final Fantasy XIV companion podcast, where we explore the lore and story of Hydaelyn and beyond. My name is Jen, and I'm joined by my co-host and researcher. I'm Levi. Hi, Levi! Today, we are talking about the Carpenter job quest through level 50. That's right, kids. This is our first crafter, our first disciple of the hand. Yeah. Going all the way to 50 with it. It's, it's one story from 1 to 50. Basically. But let me well, tell you- Well, it's really a story from like 25 to 50. Fair. But let me tell you, Jen, it is a lot of work to power level my crafter to 50. I don't know why you did that. Because- Glutton for punishment? One is for the show. <laughs> I, I wasn't looking forward to anything for this show. Re-leveling the crafting all over again for this reason, mainly um, because before you unlock the grand company turn-ins and custom deliveries and all the other supplemental crafting stuff, there are very few options to actually level up crafter. Leaves. Yes, either <laughs> um, grinding up recipes or leaves. There you go. And of course, a normal player wouldn't have to do this because they're not trying to brute force their way to 50 for an episode about Carpenter. Hey, 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 Let is, let's not put the quote unquote normal player in a box here, okay? The beauty of this game is that you can play it any fucking way you want to. And if you want to hard level to 50 all your crafters at once before you even touch a weapon, I don't think you can do that, but... Apologies for any audio interference. Cats are exploring the recording studio right now. I know. We can apologize for cats, but there's there's only so much we can do. Anyway, Jen, yes, you're correct. Someone can do whatever they like, including they, they can brute force to 50 before they even have their proper job unlocked, like I did. It'd be really, it'd be really <laughs> difficult. And yeah, apparently it was a pain in the butt, but it's something you can do. Don't let my complaints deter you if you are a first-time crafter. Because if you are leveling them in sequence with your main class, then there are a lot more options to level up your crafting that will unlock as you progress through the game. But the reason why I chose to re-level crafting on Shu, my alt character for the show, is that if all goes well, we will be talking about the other crafting content like the Beast Tribes and the, um, the Studium and the equivalents at higher levels. Unlike job quests, you cannot New Game Plus that content. So once you've played through it, that's done for that character. Yeah. So I've got to re-level these crafting classes so I can replay through that one-time content. Well, I, I did New Game Plus because I didn't want to do what you did. <laughs> like I'll, I'll do it eventually, but Jesus Christ, not in like a the span of a couple of days going from 1 to 50. But anyway, this is not the power leveling crafting tip sesh no we're just we're just going to talk about the guild we're going to talk about the history of carpentry really the magic of carpentry and the um neuroses of our guild master a couple high level notes on crafting in general though for the first timers and the final fantasy 14 curious listeners who have not played the game but who are listening through it there are eight different crafting classes and every single crafting system is the same so whereas a black mage and a dragoon will, of course, play very differently, a carpenter and a blacksmith will play exactly the same. Yeah. And when crafting, you've got two meters that you need to fill up. One of them is progress. This is how done the item is. The other is quality, which determines if your crafted item is either high quality or normal quality. 
and high quality, if there are stats associated with the thing that you made, then those stats are boosted if you make a high quality item. Yeah. So if you're going to be crafting your own shit, which I highly recommend, make them high quality. I too recommend crafting your own shit, especially at yeah. in-game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, okay. So full disclosure, uh, Levi had uh, gotten all of his all of his shit to 90 long before I did. Um, and so when we're doing uh, savage reading, um, he needed to make some of my things. Just a few. Just some of my things. And I was very grateful. I think I gave you some money. I gave you something in return. I don't know. Maybe. Gratitude bucks. Sure. That's worth a lot. <laughs> it is in, worth a lot. In real life. Yes. I agree. So you are welcome. Anyway. So yeah. Uh, you've, you've got the progress meter and the quality meter and every action you take every quote touch of the item will then decrease the durability of the item so the goal is to hopefully make a guaranteed high quality item and finish it before your durability runs out mm -hmm. that's crafting it's fun however the in-game crafting process and the leveling crafting process are vastly different mm -hmm. such that i was caught entirely off guard by how much more rigorous crafting at in-game is versus doing like the leveling stuff you know if you if you embark on the on the crafting thing you're, you're quickly going to realize that it's really annoying to level like one or two or three without like simultaneously leveling all of the other things um or at a minimum leveling gathering while you're crafting because it will get very expensive to buy all of your mats and instead you could just level your gatherers and get all that shit for yourself. But again, you can do it however the fuck you want. Anyway, enough high-level crafting stuff. Let's talk about Carpenter. Let's talk about Beaton and his and his shit. Uh, Beaton's wood. Yeah. We don't know how to pronounce his name. We're we're kind of stuck on that. We're going to say Beaton because that's how it's pronounced did and you, we're shitty Americans. Did you try looking it up? I tried looking it up uh, not like from a Final Fantasy 14 context, but in like you know, if it's like a you know trad traditional name in, in some culture, then I wanted to know how to pronounce it. But the uh, the three things that I looked up that offered pronunciation for B-E-A-T-I-N all said beaten. Okay. Beaten. You made a solid effort, Jen. Yeah, it's beaten. It's going to be beaten. So unlike the martial jobs, crafting as a fictional concept in the world of Final Fantasy fourteen doesn't require much introduction. People made stuff from what at some point in time. And the profession developed. I mean, there's no, I guess, like, yeah. notable first carpenter who invented carpentry as we know it. No, it's just more, you know, there's always a little a little flavor in the history of the guild and why it became a guild. And so the, the guild, the carpentry guild, began because there was all sorts of, like, myriad disciplines regarding wood and building and construction. And so it was a place to kind of just consolidate all of those things and um, to be able to control the use of raw materials and um, how those materials were, were used and built. That was the old case. But then once they invented the water wheel, they began to use the wheel for milling lumber. So this became a central resource that had to be managed and had to be doled out to all these various craftspeople. The Carpenters Guild in Gridania actually was the former water wheel management and timesharing yeah. guild pretty much time sharing 
Right, because everyone wanted their time at the um, the mill oh, to mill their lumber or to procure milled lumber. So the group that formed to help to manage the water wheel and um, the lumber mill then just became, it evolved into the Carpenter's Guild. There you go. Side note, though, there are no crafting and gathering job stones. So all these skills we're learning, they're done the old-fashioned hard work way. <clears throat> There's no master carpenter's job stone that we can pick up and be gifted the secrets of carpentry if no. we align our aspirations enough with the wood. Nope, you have to buy those books, master recipe books. The Carpenter's Guild in Eorzea is in Gridania. Obs. It also would make sense being in Limsa too, because of the whole ship building thing. True, but the landscape is not uh, as littered with trees as the Black Shroud. But you might recall, though, that ship's carpenters were the predecessors of marauders. Right, because axes. So they're like, we're going to move on to marauding. We're going to leave the carpentry to the Gridanians. There we go. Every single carpenter took up marauding, and that's that. Yep. That's canon. The natural evolution. It's not canon. That's fan fiction. <clears throat> anyway, though, yes. So we are in Gridania. The Carpenter's Guild is situated over this river that runs through New Gridania. It's obviously a huge industry in Gridania because everything there is made of wood. Fucking everything. Trees are felled with the blessing of the elementals, of course, because if you were to chop down a stray tree, then they would just evaporate your family and your friends and your friends' friends because- mm -hmm. Yep, yeah, they're- they're vindictive and sensitive. All the trees that are felled today are grown in a sustainable tree farm, the Great Loam Growery. Great Loam Growery. Yes. That's a hard word to say. It's it like is. rural. The guild itself is a short trot away from the Aetherite. And we sign up with Korg, who yeah. is the receptionist. Sup, Korg. So, Jen, are you ready to learn the ways of woodworking? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Before you're officially in... You must receive the blessing of Timbermaster Beaton. Yes. And, quote, resist the urge to run away. End quote. Yes. He gets talked up a fair amount by the receptionist. He is a harsh and unforgiving man. And we must choose our words carefully when we meet him. Great. So, yeah, good sign. Let, let's be coached by the receptionist before we talk to the boss. <laughs> I'm so glad we're doing this because the first time I did this on my main character... I walked away from this whole series thinking, what the fuck just happened? So here we go. We're going to we're gonna explore this. Yeah. Try to figure out what the fuck just happened. It's pretty basic, I think. Ah, we'll get to it. Okay. We'll fucking get to it. <laughs> we will get to it. Jeez. Got lots so, of theories. All right. So level one. We find Beaton in the back room of the guild. It's full of in-progress woodwork, including what I think is like a bear statue being chiseled. I'm going to say a falcon. You think so? Yeah. Okay. It looks birdish. I can see that. Okay. I mean, it, it's mostly raw timber. Yes. It's a very vague shape. Yeah. I, I can see it being a falcon. It's perpetually in progress. So we'll never know. <laughs> we'll never know. But I'm right. Well. So let's go talk to Beaton. Yep. Beaton presides over the, the back room of the guild up on the upper balcony looking down. He's a fairly young Elizin. How old is he? 30 something. That's pretty fucking young. Yes. Yeah, what? He's got white hair, but who doesn't oh, in this world? Right, Thancred has white hair. And he's yeah, same age. About the same age. <laughs> um, but he, he looks very stylish. He's got his mirror shades on. Oh, he looks great. He looks more like, honestly, like a mad scientist. Like he could be in uh, more at home in the alchemist guild. 
He's kind of a mad wood scientist. This is also true. But yeah, he's got the uh, the Beatles glasses. Yep. And this really high, crazy white hair. Is it like a faux hawk? There's, yeah, it's a faux hawk, I would say. That's the closest thing. Um, it's uh, very animated. Yeah. <laughs> so he greets us in his usual fashion. Another green adventurer come to play with Saws? Absolutely. So this man is an eccentric man. He has an interesting way of communicating things. They can be maybe a little off color, maybe a little pithy. Uh, uh, he's his own. He's his own person. His humor is very dry. Mm-hmm. He mixes up his jokes, which come off as serious. Like he's got this persona as of being like a tyrant of the wood shop. Yeah, he has really high standards. But however, he mixes in that reputation with jokes that take it too far. Yep. So he'll be like, I'll saw your hand off if you lose your saw. And we're like, <laughs> but he's joking. Is and he, he joking? He knows he's joking, but it's hard to tell until you get used to him. Exactly. If he's telling the truth or not. I fucking love him. Just, I'm just going to get that out of the way right away. Uh, he's great, but he's fucking weird. So he's talking to you about the saw. He's giving you a saw. Here you go. Yep. Put it, put it on. Babby's first saw. Love it. Uh, feel it is it, it it is an extension of you it is a part of you it's not just a tool it's not like you can just set it down can you can you just set down one of your arms no go make me some maple lumber let's whip out some maple lumber whip it out also if this is your first crafting job you'll have no clothes that you can wear as a crafter so you'll be whipping it all out you'll be well for a second unless you decide to put your starting gear on for your race which if you we still would, have it on you for reasons. I, I do, because I don't want to run around naked when I start shit. Anyway, so we turn in a piece of maple lumber and yes, I feel it. The wood tells all. He's having a moment with our wood. <laughs> Strap in, folks. There's going to be a lot of these fucking innuendos. <laughs> Continue. He tells us that in order to make this lumber um, out of the raw maple, we need to use these wind crystals, these wind elemental shards. And this gives us a peek into the Final Fantasy XIV style crafting, because every single craft in this game incorporates elemental crystals. Mm -hmm. We can get a glimpse here into how crafting is done and how the Eorzeans, who are not technologically sophisticated, how they kind of cut some corners in terms of uh, reaching above their technological pay grade to mm -hmm. get stuff done. They use these elemental materials to form items. So we can recall also that at Blackbrush Station, the, the mining waypoint in Thanalan, they run their smelter with fire crystals. Magic. So yeah, they use and, the, the air crystals to dry the wood. Right. All right. So um, we turn in a thing. Your lumber is acceptable. Right, it's level one. That's fine. He goes off for a while about the different applications of different wood types. And then we get our smock, our first crafting smock at last. Aww. So next up, we must be the wood. Continuing being the wood. We make maple shields, three of them. Beaton is impressed by our craftsmanship, though he laments that adventurers these days prefer metal shields over wooden shields. Wooden shields still can save your life as effectively as metal, but they are much easier to repair and replace. And as a reward, we get our first hammer. And that's your secondary tool. So next up is a batch of ash lumber. The guilds run out and Beaton has overworked himself and he's feeling woozy. 
He almost falls down twice. He just becomes faint. Oh, God. Oh, we're so busy. I need 12 lengths of ash lumber. This isn't a hint, though, that he's going to, like, die or whatever later on. No, he's just so fucking passionate. Yeah, sometimes he works himself too much. And then on to the next step. So as we've been running running in and out of the of the guild, there's this little Lullafell guy just kind of moping in the corner. His name is Mara Pamera. Finally, the uh, the timber master says, "You know what? There's something going on with Mara. He won't tell me what's going on, but if you could just give him a hand or ask about what's going on, that'd be great." So this is where we help out uh, Mr. Pamera. So he's another adventurer, come craftsperson. Uh, he's bitten off a little bit more than he can chew. So he has lined himself up for multiple deadlines that are all due today. And um, he's got to make a shit ton of lumber, but then also like a fucking harpoon and a bow and a like a, I don't know. Anyway, so we have to make the things for him. And he's, I mean, he's kind of terrified of the timber master. Uh, he's like, if I don't turn this stuff in, then, you know, he, he again makes, makes the joke that, that Beaton is just going to saw my arm off. I mean, he's like, he makes threats with his saw, like an abuela with a chancla. And that's how he runs his guild. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so we make the weapons to cover for him and drop them off ourselves. No problem, bro. We got you. And the archer's guild makes a reference to the short bow being for a mikote. Mm -hmm. A little nod to the archer quest line. Indeed. A little bit more flavor. So we report back and Beaton is pleased. But he still needs to punish Mara for overstretching. He knew what was going on the whole time. Beaten sees all. This step was a test for us of our character. Indeed. We made the stuff and tried to not take the credit. Yeah, no, we're, we're, we're awesome. Of course, Beaten is like, you turn these things in. You made them really well. And you didn't even want to take credit for it. What a testament to your character. Like, fuck yeah. Beaton recognizes that we know the wood, are the wood, and love the wood. Yes. You know it, Jen. Yes, I've embraced. So we are now a fully official carpenter. It's just, it's funny. So this is level 15. And at the, you know, after we turn our shit in or we we finish the quest, he's like, he sends us off with, you know, return to us often. You'll always be welcome. Like, we're not done here, man. We've got checks watch so much more crafting to do it's level 15 like i'll be back immediately what is this waving us off and saying like you know please please come back and say hello like i will right now right this fucking second give me my new quest right now if you don't have to level up some more on your own time luckily no yeah i pre-made all my shit new game plus (laughs) just standing there i'm just standing there just like right click boop 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 boop, turn it in click 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 so um, <laughs> <laughs> it was really satisfying in a way. I was satisfied for doing all the hard work, Jen. I've already done that. Okay, you don't get to shame me for that. I did it twice. I good for you. Thank you. Okay. Next up is an iron lance. Beaton starts going off on how we'll have to trek all the way to Limsa to pick up iron, and I'm like, bro, we can buy it from the market. It'll take like thirty seconds. Mm-hmm. But then he's like, oh, J.K., I'm joking. He's like, that used to be the way you had to do it. But oh, I yeah. bet. Yeah, so again, this guy, you don't know where he's going with stuff. We need to make a lance for him and then meld one materia to the lance. So mainly a tutorial step. Yeah, and you it, hadn't yet done the materia melding tutorial. Yes. So you were like, fucking, 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 I had to go all the way to Blackbrush Station to Uldah. Then uh, there's like a little side camp and a side little uh, 
cleft in the cliffside really where there's just... like this materia melders club and you gotta walk over there and be like hey what's up i want to melt some materia and he's like cool now you can do it bam and then you walk off yeah like, and what's the point and then well you talk to him and then you have to talk to another person when you've hit a level 19 crafter any crafter at level 19, you can talk to this other woman, and that's when you can either like extract materia. Is that no, what that she tells you? Overmelding. No, no, no. Overmelding is different. There are three materia steps. There are one okay, unlocks yeah, yeah, yeah. extracting, which is very early on. Next one unlocks melding. Third one unlocks overmelding. Okay, cool. Yes. Anyway, so we buy our iron from the market board and we trek our way to. Thanalan to unlock melding. <clears throat> Some of us. <laughs> and then um, we meld the materia to the lance and then give it to him. Ta-da! He, he waxes on for longer about wood, of course, it bending but not breaking. The design of the lance is integral for a lancer. Mm-hmm. And we are like the wood. Yes. Where we too bend but do not break. Exactly. It's, a, it's a, you know, it reminds him of our resolve as a carpenter, this lance. Level 25, that's how I organize all my shit. We approach Beaton, and he's, once again, just overwhelmed. Um, the workshop is super busy, and he's like, get the fuck out of my face, in a nice way. He's like, go, go talk to um, uh, Nicolio in the Acorn Orchard. He's like this little kid that hangs around the Carpenter's Guild. and He's like, go hang out with him. Um, don't bother me. This is the playground. Yeah, it's, it's the, super cute. I just realized it's a playground. You just did? I just did. He calls it the... Um, Another cor- it's an acorn orchard, which yeah. is a really cute name for a playground. So, uh, Nicolio is hanging out there. He's this little... Is he a little Ellison kid? Yeah, he's an Ellison child. Okay. And he's he's kind of... Because Beaton hasn't been hanging out as much lately. He's just so busy and uh, he gets this way sometimes. So, But Jen, you know what would cheer Beaton up? Some really good wood. Oh, gosh. You know? Yeah. It's a great idea. So he's... Just to clarify, direct quote. Really good wood. Just, yeah. (laughs) And by that, of course, we mean give him some high quality walnut lumber. So what we need to do is inspire the man. So Beaton's in a mood, which is a very frequent occurrence, apparently. And because he can't think of anything to make. So... Okay, well, let's inspire him with a superb example of walnut lumber. Our first high-quality turn-in. So we got to take the time now to make sure it's high-quality before finishing it, which can be hard because especially for like the raw materials like lumber, it's got a very low durability meter. So you're going to have, what is it, Maker's Mend? Yes. So that will replenish your uh, durability counter. So it just essentially gives you more time um, to complete a high-quality item. Yep. Um, and you know, lots of trial and error. You're gonna you're gonna lose a craft. Ultimately, though, it's one piece of high quality lumber, not too hard. So let's get our wood on and head back to Beaton. <laughs> Hooray! It worked. Now he's paralyzed by indecision instead of malaise. Yeah, he's got a new form of carpenter's block, but <laughs> in a good at way. Least he's excited. Yeah. After we give him this wood, he begins reminiscing about an old friend we remind him of. An expert that would push him to new heights and vice versa. We don't know his name. It's just a little illusion. Yes. Okay. Oh, this guy has friends. (laughs) So now it seems like we have become somewhat famous as someone has asked for us by name to make the next item. Yeah. A walnut cane. Word gets around. So the walnut cane is for uh, for a conjurer. 
This is for conjuring purposes. And so the, the client is a man named Gerhard, and he is a, a higher up in the, uh, the Yellow Serpents. Twin Adders? The twin Adders? Yes. What's the Yellow Serpents? There are no Yellow Serpents. That is their symbol. Their symbol is a serpent on a yellow field. This is correct. Twin Adders. Yes. Okay, got it. Anyway, I'll take it from here, Jen. <laughs> yellow Serpent. No, Yellow Serpent is a gate. <laughs> Blue Badger and Yellow Serpent. That's what I was thinking oh my of. God. The gate names. So this cane, we should know, this is made with an ingredient called a growth formula. Mm-hmm. And what this does is it actually, it makes the wood grow again. Yeah, it, it imbues the the item with uh, a little bit more maturity. So someone like a high-level conjurer can take it and just run. They can hit the ground running with this amazing cane. Right. But Gerhard is not a conjurer. He is a Highlander here. From Alamigo. Yes. And so he's he's probably what, like a lieutenant? Something like that? I, I couldn't tell you, but sure. Possibly a captain. He's Possibly. he's he's high level. Yeah, he, anyway. So he he's, commands he runs a, a squad of, of adders. Exactly. Um so the commission is for his team. Gerhard, he looks pretty hardcore. Big guy, muscular, cornrows. The cane is for a new recruit to his squad. The cane is an attempt by him to reach out to this conjurer and try to form a bond because she's been pretty reticent to open up and to contribute and to be part of the team. Well, she's very traditionally Grudanian, which means they are wary of outsiders and distrustful of Not outsiders. just that, but because he's Alamegan, there is, you might recall, Jen. There's some, there's some history there. The Alamegans had tried to invade the Twelve's Wood and were fought back by the Eorzean Alliance. This sting of this past invasion has really biased the Grudanians against the Alamegans, this conjurer that the staff is for, the cane is for, um, her name is Ponette. She is a, a native Elizan. She's like, screw you outsiders, screw you El Amigo. Oh, she's very uppity. You don't know shit. Mm-hmm. Gerhard. Uh, even to us, she's she's just like, ew, 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 ew. However, <laughs> uh, we hand her this cane that uh, is you know, a clear example of our incredible skill as a carpenter. She basically changes her entire worldview in that moment. She's like, what the fuck? Why did Gerhard tell me to wait here to receive a gift? Mm-hmm. You know, He's like just, I, she's trying to like butter me up and I see right through his bullshit. I, I've got stuff to do, places to be. Now this guy is here to also waste my time. Yeah, I'm here to waste your time here. Here's your here's your brand new walnut cane, bitch. Now what? Oh boy. Oh boy. Well, she's just putty in our hands at this point. And uh, an outsider made this? And an outsider commissioned this? Wow. Man, I got some thinking to do. I really gosh, yeah. So she is humbled and grateful. Bam, boom, fixed it. When we go back to Gerhard to tell him that we we successfully gifted the cane and his uh his recruit was thoroughly impressed you know it basically his his whole plan worked and uh he asks you know how's the timber master if you can send him my regards and we go back to beaten to tell him this whole thing and he's like holy shit the client is gerhard i wonder why he didn't stop by to say hello himself hmm okay well anyway great job i'll see you next time like weird weird Something, something's up. Um, you know, are they childhood friends? They lost contact, or were they, 
you know, colleagues and they had a falling out. We have no idea. We will find out. All right. <laughs> because uh, the next job is also from Gerhard, as he is so pleased with the um, the cane that he wants us to craft him a longbow for a squad member. You bet. We show it to Beden first to make sure it's it passes muster. It does, of course. And we bring the bow to Gerhard. Good thing, too, because he's leaving on a mission first thing in the morning. So he says, sorry for not coming by to the guild in person and to see the guild master, but give Beaton a piece of wood to distract him. Yeah, so he like he knows he knows all the tricks with this guy. So there's they have a relationship or had a relationship. Okay, the nature of that relationship it's not entirely clear. And so they like they both just kind of like, well, uh, uh, I'd like to stop by, but I'm really busy. And like, if you could, he's right there. He could just stop by. And but neither of them want to communicate with the other in person. It's always just well, they're just know, so Jen, fucking stubborn. Yes. Stubborn and busy. And, the, and and there's apparently some hurt fifis years, from years ago. Are not, what? what? Yeah, because feelings? they're both just refusing to, to, to deal with one another face to face. Like, this is so passive aggressive. And they're only speaking to one another through us or for the kid or through the kid. I, I did not get any sort of hurt feelings vibe or passive aggression. And there's, there's I mean, there's something there that's stopping both of them from just walking the hundred yards over to the other guy and being like, hey, man, I haven't seen you in a while. How the fuck are you? They're both just being obstinate. They're adults petulant. that got busy with their jobs and don't make time for one another. The story's so true, it could be real life. Okay. All right. Now we are making another bow. Beaton is under the impression that this bow is for Gerhard himself. So he's like, don't fuck it up. Yeah. This is big. He's he's asked for another commission from you. Apparently he's... He's got a little crash on you, I think. <laughs> but, I mean, that's fair because we're the warrior of light. Who can blame him? So, yeah, he's, we got a commission for a big fatty bow. And because that's a big fatty bow, Beaton assumes that it's for Gerhard himself. You know, like, this is an amazing piece of equipment. Of course, it's for the captain. And he stresses how this has to be perfect. Like, he's not going to let one of his underlings present something to his friend Gerhard that is less than perfect. He's, he's really... Cons- it's almost like, like, I really... I really like this guy and I do not embarrass me so that it, it's just a little extra something something to this relationship that existed between them. Obviously, he he has a he has a lot of respect for Gerhard and anything that that we do, he needs to make sure that it's up to snuff for his friend. So, you know, the plot thickens. But when we go give him the bow he's like oh no it's it's not for me it's for one of my one of my recruits no 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 like i have a bow um it's perfectly serviceable and uh i mean beaten should know he's the one who made it for me oh he's like i'll use this bow until the day i die i'm like it's probably a bad idea but okay that's what he says also the adders have given this guy like a crazy fucking budget like oh you got your squadron here's a billion gill to commission all of these really high-end weapons. We know what these things go for on the market board. And you got to know that wholesale is going to be cheaper. So I don't think a billion gil is the price tag. Of course, that was hyperbolic, but... I don't think a million gil is the price tag Still, either. Still, I mean, you know, and so it's also each squadron member gets like their own tier of weapon. You know, each one is custom made. It's not like here's your standard issue Kalashnikov. This is like a... You know, you get the crab bow, you get the oak composite bow, you get this bro- long bow, whatever. Just walnut cane. 
oh, also, I have a Mara Pamera update. He's still moping in the corner. That's it. He's still moping in the corner. Great. Okay. Anyway, the actual update. When we report back to Beaton, he is shocked by the revelation that Gerhard is still using the old bow. Appalled, even. This will not stand, and he can do far better. So Beaton starts muttering to himself, and we show ourselves out. And he just so he he sits there and kind of struggles with the decision on on whether or not to meddle in Gerhard's life in this way. Yep. Like, do I just do I make him a new one? Or well, he, he's a fucking grown man. He can make his own decisions. <laughs> we check back later, and they have talked to one another. Sort of. They had a falling out though, because Beaton made another bow for Gerhard. And Gerhard said, no, I love my old bow. Beaton is pissed off because he thinks that this old bow is trash from his apprentice days and he can do so much better. And also that bow is not going to last a week. And then Gerhard's like, I love this bow. It's always done me right. Blah, blah, blah. There is so much to unpack there. I don't even know where to start. Okay, well, let's start from from Beaton's perspective. Uh, we got a couple things going on. Um, we have probably a little bit of shame that this example of his very early days in carpentry um, still exists and is still being used. And the person who's using it doesn't see that it is, you know, um, not as good as it could be. It is falling apart. Second thing, because the bow is so used and is, he said, like a moon away from literally just crumbling into bits, that is a huge threat to Gerhard's safety. And it's not anything he should be taking on missions. There are myriad reasons why he would want to make Gerhard a new thing. One, because I want you to have an example of, of something that I can make now versus the, the thing I made 10 years ago or whatever. And your life is in danger. It's actually dangerous for you to run around with this maple longbow that's a million years old and, and falling apart. And he, he's so outside his skin with worry about, you know, his this thing breaking in the middle of battle and Gerhard getting killed. Of course, then what he does is fucking nothing. They both storm off. Well, Beaton kicks Gerhard out because they have this heated discussion and they refuse to talk about the thing that both of them want to talk about. They they do not know how to communicate with one another. Like, what the hell sort of relationship do these guys have? Like, I want to say that they were like romantically involved because this like this has a lot of baggage. This whole exchange have you never had a possession that you loved and you kept around, kept using for far longer than you should have? Oh, 100%. So, well, okay. We have not uh, looked at this from Gerhardt's perspective, and but that that's exactly it. So he has this thing that Beaton made for him when he was... You know, just a, a young guy, and they're you know they they were both initiates, I think, in the in the twin adders. Beaton was a apprentice carpenter, and Gerhard was an initiate in the adders. Okay, so they so, were newbies in their respective fields. So even before then, before their career paths split, they had you know a very close relationship, the nature of which we don't know, but they were we can assume that they were very close. So they both decided on their respective paths: carpentry, war. So Gerhard has this thing that a young Beaton made for him and he he fucking treasures it and he refuses to get rid of it. Even though the person who made it was like, throw that shit away. And he's like, no. So they're both just digging in their heels in the weirdest way. And to the detriment, potentially, of Gerhard's life and limb. It's it's just, it's ridiculous. These guys just need to get, get into therapy. Come on. 
Beden is so pissed off by this exchange that after kicking Gerhard out of the workshop, he trashes the place in a furious rampage. He hurts himself in the process. And hurts himself, yes. So Beden is too distraught to talk to us right now. So he's leave just, me alone. Again, again in one of his moods, obviously. And so, he's like, go talk to the kid. <laughs> and the kid, Nico, is um, like, ooh, oh, yeah. He is in a mood today. And he goes back to his old standby of make him make him an amazing piece of wood. That's, is that it, right? Uh, what happens is that... Okay, no, no, that's, that's uh, later. Yeah. So he, He's like, or he's in a mood. So I will go and work on him. Yeah, I'm gonna. I'll go talk to Beaton. Um, you go deal with Gerhard, and you, you're probably gonna have to fill this, fulfill this commission because we go and see Gerhard to try and right because we're professionals. We, we have a job to do. We're to ask, talk to Gerhard <laughs> to figure out what the fuck. It's, yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, and then we get roped into making things for him. He's like, I don't want to talk about the whole Beaton thing. Yeah, but, but we do need weapons because we got a mission coming up, and right. it's a big one. So we have to make him three different weapons. All high quality, of course. Yeah. And then we hand them over and he's like, all right, this is my most dangerous mission yet. So we may not see each other for a while and I'll, I'll deal with Beaton when I get back. Yeah. Yeah. So, so they're still digging in their heels and being weird. And even, even though Gerhard is going on a very dangerous mission, it still is not enough of an impetus for one of them to just suck up their fucking pride and go say, hey, man. I love you and I miss you and um, let's just drop this whole pretense or whatever the fuck. Let's hug it out God, and you move are on. so judgy right now. I just, <laughs> I, like, come on, guys. Because, I, you know, interacting with the two of them, of course, Beaton is eccentric in his own way, but Gerhard is very level-headed and a very reasonable man. And so it seems like if anything is going to happen, Gerhard would be the one to be like, you know what? Jen, I need to, I'm, I'm a fucking leader. I'm a captain. Jen, I need to behave Jen, and, by example. You don't do two things. You don't mess with the man's truck. You don't mess with the man's boat. Well, fine. <laughs> there we go. Problem that explains solved. it all. I know. You're welcome. All right. Well, let's just give them some space, shall we? We do. And then we check on them later on. And it's <clears throat> an emergency. <laughs> Beaton was spot on about Gerhard's bow. Uh-huh. A twin adder's scout uh, found it in pieces in the forest. And Beaton assumes that Gerhard is dead. Dead. Yeah, just they found his bow and nothing else. He's dead and he's distraught. So we go hit the playground. To <laughs> <laughs> just go talk to the kid again. Leave me alone. Nico suggests that we give Beaton some really, really good wood this time. Really good wood. Like, gee, like this is the goodest wood you will ever make. Is this is this moment? We give him a length of rosewood lumber. Which Beaton appreciates, but it's no use. He's like, I can't stop thinking about Gerhard. Until he finally realizes Wait, now. They didn't find any bodies. <laughs> he's he's probably cowering behind a bush somewhere because his bow is broken. Oh, we have to make him a bow and, and save his life. He forgot the number one rule of genre fiction: no body, no death. <clears throat> yes. So good, great news. But obviously, oh, so Beaton can't make this bow because. When he had his emotional breakdown and he's throwing shit around the shop and he hurts his hand and we have to do it. He also broke all the bows in backlog. You know, or whatever. I've, I've worked for people who are this emotionally volatile and it's it's not good. He needs to rein his shit in. Um, this, is, this is personal, Jen. So 
now we have to make we have to make a crab bow. Um, we have to uh, meld a uh, a level three materia onto it. Yes. Um. So this is a crab bow, a bow made from a crab. <clears throat> it's the bow itself has crab carapace placed along the length of the bow. It's kind of cool. Yeah. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Crab bow. Like only the best bow for my friend Gerhard. So we we do it and we made from the finest of crabs and it's high quality. It's of course, of course. And we slap that materia on there, so it's it's ready to go for his wartime efforts. And so, as a apprentice carpenter, we are sent into the midst. No, we're a full carpenter. We graduated like around level twenty, level fifteen. Yeah, I don't consider us fully graduated until after this. But anyway, anyway. So, Jen, regardless, Jen, as a Jen, life is a learning experience. Do any of us truly graduate from the school that is life? I wish you all could see the look on my face right now. So tired. I'm so tired. Can we talk about Final Fantasy, please? I am. Okay. Are you tired from all the school you've been through? (laughs) (laughs) Does Jen need a recess? (laughs) <laughs> do you Just the playground, need a little Jen? nap and a snack you gotta go see nico at the playground <laughs> do you need a lunchable so as a tradesperson with our little tools and our little apron we are sent into the middle of the battle where gerhard and his team are fighting a bunch of ixali and their chief as surmised gerhard has lost his bow and he is struggling to stay hidden and stay alive in the midst of this fight. And we just kind of like walk over. Like, hey man, I got this bow for you. He's like, what the? Carpenter, what are you doing here? Like, you know what? That's a great question. But here, here's a thing, because we know you lost yours. And he's like, wow, this is incredible. You saved my life. All right. And then we have like a little little cutscene or we it's an overview of the Ixal battle with the with the uh, with the whalers and the uh, the twin adders and Gerhard pops up and just boom headshot literally walks. He's like, all right, I got a chief to kill. And he stands upright from his bush, walks over to the middle of a bridge, just completely fucking open, slowly aims his shot and, and headshots the chief. And at that point, all the other Ixal are like. Oh shit! Crap! Our chief is dead. Reconnoiter, retreat, etc. And we also retreat back to the safety of Gridania. <laughs> but not before Gerhard gives us a little, you know, you know, a knowing nod, and we give him a, a knowing nod back. Beaton is completely grateful to us, and we are now acknowledged as a master carpenter. Fuck yeah! We came in as a sapling, but we are leaving as a heaven's pillar. <clears throat> Pretty good. We've done some learning from him, but he's also learned from us. Aww. There is no, there's no resolution here. I don't have any closure on their relationship. Let me tell you something about men. They don't talk about their fifis. (laughs) They have reconciled in that Beaton had a bow made. And neither of them had to talk to the other. That's great. Exactly. And we we were the messenger. So they have not talked about their feelings. They can go back to not talking and in peace again. It's great. Like their their normal healthy friendship. Everything's great. Everything's great. Happily ever after. Yep, we did it. So we get our artifact saw, Ulikumi, which is a huge saw. That is a fatty saw. 
It's bigger than my torso. It's a chonker. And that's it. That is the quest. That's the end. I can't tell if you like the quest or not, Jen, because you're very angry about it. No, I do, because it makes me feel feelings. Okay. But at the same time, again, there is no closure. There's no legitimate closure. I it's, think it's that man the, closure. Yeah, see? There is closure. It's, it's a it's, form it's, of it's closure. It's the opposite of a man spread. It's a man closing. Nailed it. Which is exceedingly unsatisfying. Show me the wood. Show, show each other your the wood. wood of your hearts. Trace the grain with your fingers. Okay. This, as far as the crafting quests go, is pretty middle of the road. It's a very personal story. And yes, we do get some kind of Gradania lore and we get some adder's logistics, mm-hmm. including their wild budget to have their bows custom made. Good for them. Oh, I mean, you know, with these fucking military contracts, that shit is like totally, totally bloated. Something about the Grand Companies, Jen, which we've not explored in the main story quest yet because we've not unlocked them. We're close. But they are a combination of all disciplines, including those who are more industrious and less martial. You are contributing to that effort by making goods, Jen. Mm-hmm. This is a team effort. Well, absolutely. This is not a private arms dealer. I mean, dealer this is this is post calamity Eorza. This is post calamity Eorzea. Everybody has to pitch in however they can. Pick a lane because you seem to be playing both sides now. Well, that's how I stay on top. Great. I play both sides. <laughs> anyway, I do like the Alamigo, like mini plot in there as well. Yeah. This went over my head entirely the first time because I didn't know what the fuck anything was. Yeah, we just think we're dealing with assholes. If you didn't join us for talk about Gridania and El Amigo, we went into some detail on the history in the first of the Gridania episodes we did a while back. Yeah. So this time around, I am also thankful in this scenario for my leveling crafting ahead of the main story character, the main story class, Mm -hmm. because I have a level... I don't know, like 20-something, whatever, Lancer. But the first time I did this, I was already 50-plus on my my Paladin back in the day. So where we're going to go and save Gerhard by making him a bow, it's kind of like, all right, guys, I can just switch over to Paladin, and I can carry the shit myself. I I can solo all these Ixal. I I don't need to go and make myself a bow here and let someone else do it. I'll I'll carry y'alls here. It's fine. But this time, though... That dissonance isn't there because I don't have a character that's actually able to trounce some Excel, no problem. Right. It gives a little bit more weight when you kind of do them in, in series. Next time, we are going to go on our first mission for the Scions of the Seventh Dawn. We'll be investigating the Eastern Thanalan caravan raids and kidnappings. Up through the quest, Dressed to Deceive. Yeah. See you then. That's the episode. If you would like to get in touch with us, you can. You can email us at podreturnffxiv at gmail.com. You can leave a comment on whatever sort of podcasting service. Leave a review if you would like. We hope you enjoyed the episode. Thank you so much for listening, and we will see you next time.